long was she alone? Too long. <laughs> How did you do it? I couldn't have done it without all of you. I just followed your instructions and taught myself quantum science, computer engineering, and so much math. Look at you, kid. Brawn and brains. And all that time, and she found more than her friends. She may have found her calling. Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts, and with me is Johnson, my co-host. Hey, Mike. Hey, How's Johnson. It going today? It's going all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, quarantining at home with my uh, boyfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some people. <laughs> like me, yes. Iso- yes. Isolated isolated well, rather isolated my boyfriend and half of the apartment yes um yes it's been an interesting we went from him coming back from vacation to him testing positive for covid to isolation and yes it is it's texas's fault it's texas's fault exactly basically i, blame... I mean i was like you know, wait, why do you have to go to Texas? Oh, because you don't like Texas. So he I mean, no, you know, what he... go somewhere alone. I, what was it like? The agreement was that he could go somewhere if it was somewhere you didn't want to go or something. Something. Or yeah, something? like it. Yeah. But also it had to be continental United States so that if he got right. trapped somewhere, he could drive home. Why not like Florida? If uh, Florida's he, Texas. I mean, he wanted to he wanted to go someplace he didn't hadn't been. And right. he was inspired by Queer Eye for this uh, Queer Eye season, which was in Texas. I see. Yes. So, uh, yes, a convolution of uh, different factors. And, got it. And he thinks that he knows where he got it, but, you know, you never can be sure. One, I guess at you one never of the, know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at one of the restaurants, I guess the waiter was coughing and they weren't. I don't know if they were. Oh. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, kind of gross. So, yeah, yeah. but anyway, here we are. Um, He's got, you know, one more day of complete quarantine and then five more days of uh, still wearing a mask all the time. Got it. um, But we'll stay, you know, I'm going to be sleeping on the couch for another almost week. So that's suboptimal. So, yeah. yeah, because he's still technically contagious, so or could be. Um, and I have a trip that I cannot be uh, sick for. So the one um, with all the kids and the children. The one with all the kids, yes. So I need to stay the service healthy. project. The service project, yes, the service trip. So yeah, um, so I need to stay healthy, and uh, I need to be able to go into Marble uh, on. Sunday, February 6th for our commissioning and whatnot. So 
fun. Yeah, so I need to stay healthy. So we will continue this until. Although I did get a te- I did do a test today uh, at out uh, and about that I'll get the results for tomorrow. So, like a PCR test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, this is the world we live in. So I know, but I feel at some point everyone just is just gonna get it. So it's like almost like whatever. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was actually uh, listening to the Daily today because it's one of my favorite podcasts, other than our own, of course. And uh, <laughs> no, there was this guy on, and you, you were, they were talking about the statistics of it all, but they were also talking about polling, and it was really interesting. Where he was, he was also looking at it from a, uh, obviously a political lens, and he was saying obviously Republicans um, underscore the serious the the level of seriousness of. COVID, but that Democrats overstate it. And at this point, if you are double vaccinated and boosted, the level of risk to you uh, with COVID is actually less than the flu. So according to the latest information that they have. Hmm. So it's interesting, but obviously I think, you know, for many Democrats, especially people in New York, because we've been, I think a little bit there's a little bit of PTSD with COVID. Right. Yeah. It's hard for us to get, get over this hump that because we're now at this point, even with all these safeguards and vaccinations, we still have this idea that is very serious to us, even though, you know, we are vaccinated. So it's yeah. just interesting. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, I you know, I one of my friends, two of my friends actually, uh went on a gay cruise oh, in the last okay. week and oh my god okay um one i mean i would one, not go on a cruise right now that i is wouldn't go on a cruise yeah i i probably yeah yeah i, I you know not that i'm particularly risk averse but I, a cruise just sounds like a bad idea yeah bad idea and um you know if you get quarantined on a cruise ship like you what can't leave. the hell yeah. you're like stuck at sea you're, yeah so um so two of them, one works for Atlantis um, and one went as a participant. And uh-huh. so I haven't seen one. I haven't seen pictures from the participant, but I saw pictures from the, the my friend who works for them. And, uh, you know, it's just a sea of guys mm-hmm. of course. Uh, on the dance floor, you know, with their shirts off and um, like a sea. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, it's just it's just funny to me, like. Dennis, Dennis goes to Texas, has dinner at a restaurant, and gets COVID potentially from a from a from a waiter. And all of these thousands of men go on a gay cruise, and right, you know, not that you know, we I guess we'd never know if they got COVID or not. But um, um, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would assume that if it's a gay cruise, they're being particularly vigilant. But who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, so it's just an interesting world we're living in right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I can sort of see what what the what you said that the reporter was stating, you know, about the the. Um, the people being over the partisan cautious. divide of it yeah, all. Yeah, 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 because it's basically very polar, you know, it's I think it's to the point where it's overly extreme at this point yeah where there could be some sort of middle ground that's like healthy but here we are here we are that's uh, not the world we live in so yeah. 
So yeah, but I am trying to actively avoid it right now. So fair. Um, fair. Yes. Well, yeah. especially you have a show coming up. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm one of two chaperones, so it's not like it, there's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's not really an option. So sure. I really sort of have to isolate myself for a little while. Right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the excitement here. I can't believe it's almost February. That's crazy. Isn't I it? know we're, you know, yeah. Was, we need to plan fucking Chicago. Uh, I keep on saying this like every week and we have done nothing. We have done nothing. Yes, we have okay. done nothing. Um, Mm-mm. yeah, we do. Um, uh, we should probably get on that. Why don't we keep on talking about it? And then we, one <laughs> yeah. day we'll actually plan it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, zero planning, but we'll talk about it and then we'll, you know, worst case scenario, we can just jump in the car and drive out there and. You Wait, know. do you want to drive out there? No, I mean we 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 can, but we don't have to. I mean, if we still have the car in April, which I don't know if we will, but I didn't consider this as a possibility. Oh, I mean, it, it's sure. I mean, sure, it's a possibility, but it doesn't have to be a reality. I'm just saying, like, we could decide at the last minute. Oh, we didn't want to spend ticket money or whatever, and just oh. drive out there. And uh, but you don't drive, so it'd be me no, driving. I don't drive. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll I probably can sleep fly. in the back. We'll probably fly. Um, oh, you can sleep in back with Hamish. We'll bring Hamish. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Sorry. So, sorry, not um, sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so there's a little bit about what's going on with us. Uh, but let's, let's talk a little bit of Star Trek. Yes, and uh, so last week. No, I wouldn't mind starting a new podcast all around the Gilded Age, which is now my <laughs> new obsession. But whatever. But we'll save that for an off-topic discussion. So, sure. Um, so so yes. we need to start a podcast for basically. Well, we've lost our opportunity to start a separate podcast for the Expanse, but definitely the Gilded Age. And now you're obsessed with Euphoria. So I am obsessed with Euphoria. Uh, it's, I'm yeah, sure we can talk plenty about Euphoria. I, I feel I don't feel like I know enough about the world of Euphoria. It seems so alien. It's like it's an alien. so far removed from my reality. Yeah, like, I exactly. was watching same, season same. one. I didn't watch season. I haven't started season two yet, but I probably will. Now that you're watching, it, I'm like I'll probably watch it. But there were just a lot of things happening in season one. It's like, I have no idea what these guys are talking about. I have yeah, like, no there's so much going on. Um, yeah. So, but let's not get off topic. Let's talk about, of course, the, of let's course. talk about the Picard season two trailer. Yes. The Picard season two trailer, which feels like it came out forever ago, but only apparently came out five days ago. Oh, did so. it only come five? I don't even know how many days. Days and dates now mean very little to me because uh after being on my own with hamish for a week and then dennis coming back and then back on my own i don't even like time seems irrelevant to me right now so wow five days ago yeah Uh, but we did just watch it again to refresh ourselves um i feel like i could watch it uh like still by still and still not catch everything Mm mm-hmm but uh what did you think uh did this get you more excited for season two Yes, I like this trailer a lot more than the first trailer we saw. It did help that Guinan was in it. However, yes. I couldn't help but feel like Guy- like Wilby Goldberg has obviously aged because she's a human, not an, not Elorian. And 
she is not the same Guinan. Like she feels a little bit sassier, you know, because Guinan was never sassy. Guinan was always, other than in Times Arrow, which is a little bit different because she that was like 200 years, like, no, how many years? In the she was younger, was yeah. She was like younger, like she yeah. was like almost like three, 400 years younger or something because that was like 19, early 19th century, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, early, wait, late 19th century or early 20th century. I don't remember. Um, but she was always just calm. And even in dire circumstances, you know, she was just, you know, still water, right? Like just calm and placid. But um, here she's just much more sassy. She, you know, she's a little bit shadier. You can feel, you know, like it's just, it's just a little bit different. So I... I, which I don't mind, but I was like, oh, you know, she's a little bit different because Whoopi Goldberg's different. You know, Whoopi Goldberg has aged. So, well, I mean, Picard, I, Picard is different too. You know, Picard, you know, everyone's yeah, he's sort human. of different. Yeah, he's human. Yes. Okay. Know? I see. I see. Meanwhile, like Guinan is like how many hundreds of years old? So you would imagine that, in or, you know, even when we saw her in Generations, like, you know, she was this very, that, which was really the last time that I saw her other than a glimpse of her in Nemesis at the wedding um you know she's just been very calm you know in her in her character portrayal so it's just a little bit different but i don't mind it it's just like oh you know it's not the same yeah i mean but we we didn't see that much of her you know we saw some you know a little bit a little conversation but i don't you know i think it's too early to get a full picture of her sure i mean the, the two scenes that we got of her she was definitely sassy yeah you know well i mean i'm all for it i like her i love her i love Whoopi goldberg um so oh yeah I'm, don't get me wrong you know oh yeah I, no, I no, 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 yeah I, i'm a you know so i'm excited about um about her what else did you see what else were your feelings about you know ganon was one piece of this but we have some other pieces so there's obviously obviously there's seems to be time travel right well they're definitely time travel because they're going back to 2024 yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, you know, we get a we get a well, scene where there's some starship attacks. So there's some space yeah, battles. I the one thing I really want to because it feels very like mirror universe. Mm. Like it feels very like Terran universe kind of like ter- like Terran Empire because we have that because yes we get um the loss of El- the La Serena, La Serena, I can't, I can't say it properly, getting attacked by, it looks like Federation of ships, but I guess it's more like mirror universe slash Q timeline ships because mm-hmm. it's trying to slingshot around the sun, which that got me excited. The slingshotting around the sun. Yeah. I was like, yes, thank you. Something, you know, some sort of throwback uh, mm-hmm. way to time travel. Um, but the whole kind of setup, and we got a little bit of this, obviously, in the first trailer, but I felt it even more in the second trailer because you feel that, you know, they're, prob- they're, they're stuck in this, like, mirror timeline, and you see this painting of the Enterprise D, but not Enterprise D, um, attacking maybe Borg ships, don't know. So I think we're in yeah. a world where the Federation, pseudo-Federation, has defeated the Borg Collective, and, like, that's why they have Borg Queen, maybe. That's a That's a just I'm getting that's like the that's my guess um earth's but, got this shield this weird shield right there's like some sort of like yes some like a lot of a lot of pentagons around earth mm-hmm. um something going on 
Um, so yeah, I'm like, uh, how are they going to differentiate differentiate this from the mirror universe like, in terms mm. of the vibe? And we never got to see the mirror universe in TNG era, but you know, I True. that's the vibe I'm yeah. getting. Yeah, well, we did see it in the time, the near timeline with uh, Deep Space Nine. So we, yes, Deep know, Space Nine, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we, yes. you know, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about the mirror universe factor about this. So that's interesting. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to just see where they go, they go with this because everyone's kind of out of place and out of time, and uh, they don't seem to be together or they, they're split up. So right. Um, uh, you know, I'm also really excited about seeing Laris again. Love me yes. some Laris. Glad we got a little bit of her. Um, the Borg Queen is it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's me. Fine. You know, I, you know, I'm not that excited about the Borg Queen. No. Um, I, I've I think I've made my piece with the Borg Queen is not like a major player in this season. Like, I feel that she's kind of getting thrown in for a little bit of fan service, but she's not like, I don't think the Borg is a threat, you know? Yeah. This I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. No, I don't think that they're the the threat either. Um, you know, but I do miss some Alice Krieg. I do. Yeah. I mean, no offense to the I actress mean, she, who plays, who plays her. You can see how she's kind of channeling Alice Krieg a little bit, but no, she's not Alice. I mean, but it's been a while since Alice Krieg. I don't know how to even say her name. Alice, Alice Krieg, Alice Krieg J. I don't know. No, I think it's Krieg. Yeah. It's a Krieg. Yeah, I think it's I don't Krieg. even know how to say it. Um, but it's been a while. I mean, we got yeah. her animated, an animated version of her in Lord Jack. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, um, one thing that is interesting that some uh, commentators have pointed out is we're now jumping back to, we know the exact year, it's Earth 2024. And is it going to have anything to, are we going to see the bell riots? Because that's Mm. what we saw when in DS9, they went back to 2024 and that, that was a critical time. Interesting. If you recall in past tense. Yep. So I don't know. We know that Star Trek is pretty good at retconning, (laughs) you know, they're okay with kind of pretending that, things didn't happen so i don't know if we're going to see that or not or if that's gonna be a part of the story i kind of doubt it i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't i'd kind of like to know if this is this the overarching thing for the season i mean it's only 10 episodes so i would imagine so but just that q alters the timeline i mean that's essentially or the road not taken as he calls it in this trailer so what road is not taken here? I, really... I mean, I guess we're, I, I'm, I'm thinking we're probably going to spend like maybe two, maybe three episodes in mirror timeline. And then we go back to 2024. I don't know. There's some mind meld with a kid in the woods. Oh yeah. Don't know what that's about. Which is still too early. Or is that, I'm trying to think, I don't know what year um, the enterprise episode was that, where they were back in time. I think that was 2045. Are you talking about when to Paul? When it was yeah, but the, yeah. So before first, obviously before first contact, this, this whole story, but I'm trying DePaul's to think. ancestor visit yeah. earth. I yeah. do not remember what year that is. I think that was 20th century. 
Yeah, it was definitely it was before first contact. It was before so, first contact, but it was um, um I don't think it was early 21st century. I'm pretty sure it's 20th century. All right. Well, um anything else about the uh about the um now trailer. I need to know Carbon Creek, 1957. Oh, 1957? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't realize it was... I, I guess I was thinking it was in between our time and 2060. No, just remember, like, they didn't even have, like, you know, they... Yeah, yeah, they you're, right, have, like, you're right. They had, yeah. like, this old TV. Yep. It was, like... Yeah, you're right. Everything you're right. was old-looking. Yep. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my timelines confused. It's a lot to keep track it's of. It's a lot to keep track of, I understand. Um, you know, we're over 800 episodes here. and I understand. It's a, um, it is a lot, if you think it. It is a lot, crazy. yeah. So, yeah, can't keep it all straight. But Carbon Creek, I enjoyed that episode, actually. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's well, not cool. that. It's something else. Yeah, so it's not that. So, But there is some woods and a kid being mind-melded with. and Right. So there's that. But Q giving Brent Spiner something. Oh yeah, like the blue pill from the Matrix almost is yeah, what the the vibe like I was getting. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's that, uh, which so probably you know a Sung ancestor. Probably. Um, definitely not the guy from Enterprise. Or maybe, no, he's too old to be to look like the. He'd be a younger version of the guy that we saw in the Enterprise. Are you talking about the geneticist? Yeah. Who's a Sung, right? It's a Sung. It, it is. I don't remember his yeah. name. But he's. But no, he, that's too late. Yeah, this that's too late. That. Yeah. This is before yeah. That. All right. Well, um, I'm excited for it. March 3rd. So yeah, about soon. five weeks away. Um, yeah. We're going to be up to our eyeballs in Star Trek. We are. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, now we're going to have to talk about discovery and picard for Oof, a few episodes at the same, like, yeah, is that so much they overlap that much i think there's like two episodes or something two or three wow. episodes okay. all right wow i've not figured out the schedule i can barely deal with today and Real tomorrow life. and this week yes i can't figure out Star Trek <laughs> schedule. just you know tell me when something's on you know uh, you know that sort of thing that's fine sure um but yeah I'm, I'm excited for it uh it's been over two years since picard yeah wow i guess it's been a long time it wow been a long... two years ago so two years yeah ago. it was like the start of the pandemic right that we got season one yeah i mean uh you know uh, 2020 think... yeah yeah no but this was i mean before it's yes it started in china at this time but it was not yet a thing in the u.s uh, but yeah, we're we're looking at two years now. So you and I have been talking. January twenty about... third was oh, so just a couple of days ago. So Sunday last, you know, just a few days ago, Sunday was the two year anniversary. Wow. So uh, we've been you and I personally have been talking about Star Trek for longer than slightly longer than that. But we really started when we when Picard started. Yeah. When uh, we would text and ask questions and have this big long discussion through text before Slack and before before the podcast, so yeah, yeah. so uh, it's been two years. I hope we won't have to wait two more years for season three. Well, I don't think so. I mean, they're already filming it, so right. 
So yeah, so that's primarily the news. There were some toys or previews for toys, Playmates toys that they're mm-hmm. coming out later this year. We'll probably see them at uh, Chicago. Um, Mira Janeway on Stojic Online. Oh yeah, Mira Janeway. Yeah, that's cool. She, she looks but, like a badass. It's too uh, bad that neither of us play Stojic Online. We don't. So. We, yeah, we don't. So it's just a nice little tease. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's primarily everything for the news. I think we talked about all the releases and everything last time, or you know, we we've got a, we've got a lot of Star Trek coming up. So. And we still have to talk about Prodigy. So this we week's do. Prodigy. Um, so why don't we get into that and start to talk about episode eight of season one of Prodigy called, let me get it right, Time Amok. Sounds good. This is a waste of time. This is a riddle that needs to be solved. You must work together to get a fox, a chicken, and a bag of grain safely across. Oh, why can't we just roll them all across and get this over with? Because if they're all in the same boat, the chicken will eat the grain and the fox will eat the chicken. If you take the grain first, that leaves the chicken and the fox. <laughs> oh dear, that won't work. Mr. Foxy would have heard a feather. Jacob's hungry. Let's eat the fox. It's my duty as captain to listen to my crew, but when they say stuff like that, gonna ignore If we take one across, there's no rule to say we couldn't take another back. Getting warm. Imagine if you tried working together. (laughs) Bad Mr. Foxy, bad! Cool. So... Johnson, you are great about laying out these episodes. This seems to be one time timeline. Uh, I say timeline, but there's not like really one storyline. One, one storyline. Story yeah, yeah. That all of the characters kind of exist in. So, um, I, I, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I watched it again this afternoon to kind of refresh because all I only said it once. So. Um, but I think it's a, it's it's a pretty fun episode. Uh, a lot of truth comes out, and also some answers as to how the diviner might have gotten on to the protostar. Or obviously, do we get that answer? Well, I mean, so Dreadnought gets for. But he was uh, kind of cagey because Jamie was like, "You're the one that erased a memory," and then Dreadnought was like. Close, but not exactly something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So How did I watch it one time and I remember that and you watch it twice and you misremember? Because I was working at the same time that I was watching it. All right, well, I can't help you there. But no, we didn't really get any true answers. It was kind of fuzzy. Right, so, okay, great. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, no, I don't think we got any true answers when it comes to the Diviner's relationship with the Protostar. So that's still this big outstanding mystery that I don't know is going to get resolved in this five episode chunk or if we're going to wait until the end of 2022. But yeah, who knows? Uh, but but uh, we, uh, the, some truth comes out in this episode and Janeway accepts the crew as her crew even though they may not be Federation cadets as they previously lied about. So that sort of came out. Mm-hmm. Another holodeck episode or part of the episode was on the holodeck, which I was, 
even before I started watching, I was trying to think through the chicken, the fox, and the <laughs> and the the grain uh, puzzle, and I think I figured it out. But uh, you know, it's definitely one of those interesting puzzle riddles. Yeah, brain mm-hmm. teaser. So uh, that's that sticks with me. And uh, I wish they had kind of explained. I wish Janeway had kind of laid it out for them. So well, that- Zero kind of got it. Zero was like, oh, but there's nothing saying that you can't bring two things across at the same time. Right. So or, that's, yeah. That's you, your clue. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, right. So there's oh. that at the beginning. And then uh, the they, they start to go into this tachyon storm. And as we know, in all of Star Trek... Of why do people take ships into tachyon yeah they, i feel they could have easily just gone around it yeah right instead they kind of just go into it i mean it should be pre-programmed into every starship you see a tachyon storm you avoid it at all costs or at least Goes... stop the ship like don't keep on going in uh, man so many uh lessons but we need drama so uh yeah and tachyon Tachyon storms provide lots of drama from exactly. uh, split timelines to, gosh, any any number of mishaps and of uh, challenges. So uh, I thought that was an interesting way to kind of do that and to upset the Protostar's mm-hmm. proto-engine. And then, boom, we're in this weird timeline where only one, they all exist at different speeds. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting setup. It really reminded me of that Voyager episode, Shattered. Do you remember that episode where Chakotay is displaced and then Voyager, there's like all these disparate timelines existing within the ship? I don't remember that. I remember Parallels doing the same sort of thing with uh, Worf. Yeah, no, that's another one. Yeah, um, I don't remember the Voyager one. Yeah, the Voyager one, only because you have like different parts of the ship. Like we saw like, um, that's when... We saw like adult Echeb member. Do you remember that vaguely? No, I don't. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. And no. Seska came back. This is a season oh, wow. five episode. Yeah, season five. Season oh, wow. Six episode. Nope. I must have jumped over that and, and we're watching some Voyager then I did. Oh, care. it's actually not bad. It's not a bad episode. Hmm. It's worth watching. But basically, yes, something happens. There's some sort of discharge, uh, <laughs> which really wrecks the ship. And then Kote gets hit with a discharge directly. So he's able to traverse all these different timelines, but he's going from one partnership to another and he's running into like characters from the past, characters from the future. It's interesting, but it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Okay. And And he's uh... trying to like make them all work together because you have, for example, Jamie from the past and she's like, why are the McKee on this ship? You know? And she and they need to basically all work together to try to like fix the ship. Hmm. So we're right. trying to get them all to what, like figure it out. What's the name of this episode? Do you remember? Shattered. Shattered. Okay. We'll have to yeah. check it out. Um, what do you th- what did you think of the science behind this? Um it's dubious at best, but it's fine. Because for example, if Rock Talk is you know, if 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 her relative speed is really really slow, she's not going to be able to use computer. You know, she's not going to be able to like even like 
I, you know, I, I, I question like if she can breathe, like there's a lot of physics, like, you know, that would be problematic. Like there's no, like, why would she be able to like, if she was traveling very slowly, how could, how would the computer like be, be operating at her pace, but mm-hmm. then also work for everyone else. Like there are just things that like don't really work, but it's fine. I thought the sign. Like they're basically all our phase, right? They're basically all right, our yeah. phase. That they're they're like the Davidians. It's like they're all operating out of phase, so they can't see each other or interact with one another. So that's basically a setup. Um, yeah, even I thought the. the I thought the sign curve, as we'll just call it or whatever it is, of the time to- like timeline, like Jacob was the first one, so he was the fastest, and then the next one was rock it was interesting she was slower and then then you know then we had zero and then dal or no maybe zero and then um i think i think think you're right i think it was zero down gwen or something no but murph was in there too so i think oh right murph was in yeah uh so yes and then gwen uh and and you know one of my favorite parts of this episode is is at the end where, or two things, you know, uh, Gwen apologizes to Rock for forcing them to, you know, accept a certain role on the ship. Um, And yet Rock is inspired to do all these studies to be able to understand and fix things. I know, she got like three PhDs, basically. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so I'm not, now I'm also kind of like, how old is Rock Talk now? Because she, what was she, eight maybe or something? That's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So is she, you know, how much time exactly passed for her? Mm. So is she still the same age? Like, there, I have a lot of questions about that. Um, well, they did I, reference yeah. 200, she did reference 286 times. So it's, I don't a, know. If, well, attempts to reactivate Janeway. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if that's also like, you know, so sort of an say. indication of how long she's been on her own, yeah. but they didn't really they didn't really say they it explicitly. It. No, Even when asked uh, Janeway how long she was together uh, alone, and Janeway says for too long. Right. So uh, so, uh, but I do like the dynamic between Gwen and Rock about this. You know, her, her finding her path and her purpose right. and and whatnot, and not being forced into something, and how Gwen understands that. Yeah, no, I like that, uh, you know, keeping in mind that this is a kid's show and there are probably going to be more lessons in every episode. I, I thought this did a good job. I mean, it started with basically them having to figure out how to work as a team and how to communicate and do things together. So obviously they're thrown into this crazy situation where they need to communicate across space time and you know work as a team across space time but then you also have the whole rock talk storyline which is you know not you know don't read basically it's kind of like don't read a book by its cover like you know rock talk didn't want to be a security officer just because she's the strongest and the biggest that's not the role she wants to be in and at the end she's able to kind of save the day and surprise everyone by by doing things that no one was able, no, no one else was able to do, but then she was able to do things that she didn't even, she, even her herself, like she was able to surprise herself and kind of overcome her fear and her insecurity. So there's a lot of moral lessons in here, 
which I am fine with. Yeah, I think yeah. they did a good job of, uh, you know, that whole piece of it. I, I felt like it was simple enough that you could understand it and get a picture of it. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think it would would land with any audience, really. So yeah, um, yeah. So in the end, we we get it. Well, also, so we have Dreadnought who gets created in the next to normal timeline. I thought that was interesting. I thought thought that was an interesting way to kind of have the Diviner still be a threat, even though I'm glad at the beginning they acknowledged they're too far away for us to go to them practically. Yeah. So they kind of found this workaround, which I thought was very ingenious, actually. Yeah. So the the question is, how did the code get in there? Well, which is still a a question we had from before. There's some code in the Star. Dreadnought knows Chakotay's codes, too. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting as well. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so some, I thought that was, uh, un- yeah. Now I'm like, oh no, I hope Jacoby's okay. We have no yeah. Idea where he is. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Uh, and then, you know, at the end, we get the Dreadnought's eye lighting up, very Terminator right. like at the end. Uh, yeah. So we are not done with Dreadnought. No. Uh, but I mean, to be honest, that would have been the first thing that I would, upon returning to normal time, that would have been one of the first things that I would have checked in on to be like, hey, let's let's try to fix this first, you know, because it's an immediate threat. Well, so, I mean, technically he went into outer space, right? So he was blown out. So I don't know what this other head is in the... Well, I think that it's hard to say because it deals with this timey-wimey nonsense, but it Mm -hmm. means it the way that I read it, read it was he wasn't able to fully construct actually. Ah, uh, okay. In one of the timelines, he wasn't yeah, able or to. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Because okay. if you think about it, basically the ship actually blew up in every almost every single timeline. Right, so right. Things yeah. like reset, you know? Yep. Yeah. Whatever. True. It's yeah. it's all nonsense. It is all nonsense. But uh, it was an enjoyable episode. I, yeah, no, know. it's enjoyable. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how, whether, you know, so we get two more episodes and then we're back to discovery. So, uh, one tomorrow, uh, and then the mid season finale. Yeah. That went by fast. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, like we said, we're at the end of January already. No, I remember us still complaining about discovery going on break and yeah, and they're almost back. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be back in two weeks. Wow. And uh, we will not be here because I'll be in LA for that. Oh, yeah. We haven't figured out the timeline of February quite yet. The timeline of February. Yeah, um, I suppose. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I am hoping we get more of this diviner mystery solved. And then we'll probably be left with some sort of cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we're going to we're going to see a cliffhanger that we will have to wait until uh mid to late 2022 who knows my gosh uh yeah so all right well that's uh that does it for time amok um, oh we didn't yeah i mean these episode titles i know i, I mentioned those i think you would, yeah we talked about it last time this one is but, uh, uh, these episode titles i mean i i'm personally a fan i don't i don't know what you think but i i think it's very clever yeah, you know, it's... Kind of it's, pay homage uh, to old Star Trek, you know? 
Yeah, I, I think it is, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's cute and it's, it, you know, this one, you know, it's, I mean, it's true. It's, it is, uh, it is, uh, time amok. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I thought it was, you know, an interesting title. Yeah. Like the um, last one was first contact, but it was also a con. Very, very yeah, clever. Right. Yep. Yeah. Very, very clever. Um, so tomorrow's episode is called the moral star part one. Ooh, two so, uh, yes. So, um, we will see, uh, see what happens then. All right. Well, um, we had said last week that we were going to move on and talk uh, about one of the things that we didn't talk about last week in our off topic segment was the book of Boba Fett. So, okay. Uh, I didn't realize we were going to talk about that today. We yeah, we, we said we were. We, last week we said we'll talk about the Book of Boba Fett. So we're going to do a small little off topic. We're just yeah. going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. We're not going to get into the Gilded Age or Euphoria. We're All just right. going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. So okay. a little bit of off topic, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, Johnson's going to go on a rant. I'll just preview that right from the beginning. Uh so no, I'll, the, I'll restrain myself. Oh, will you? <laughs> so yeah. uh a few days after Christmas, the book of Boba Fett started, which is a seven episode. It's I only think, seven episodes? I think it's only seven seven episodes. Sure. Um okay. season. Uh but uh so I actually did watch this afternoon because I saw a I got an email about um from comicbook.com i get their news like their news alerts or whatever in my email and they they leaked something about the episode so i was like oh man i so i watched it um but i won't talk about that so we've got uh four episodes to talk about um so how are you liking the book of boba fett so far Oh, chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> All right, that's so literally there you the go. name of the episode. Yeah, yes. that, that just came out today. Okay, yes. well, that's so that. But you know, it's funny because I, I I saw I, the, I saw the Mandalorian in the news thing, and I like stopped reading it and closed it right away. I didn't want to anymore. But I was like, the episodes. So. Yeah. Well, no. So all I saw was. I, I don't think that the article's title, it just said, the re- maybe it did say The Return of the Mandalorian. I don't know. But I was like, okay, uh, I, don't wanna, I don't want any spoilers. Um, but anyway, so you haven't watched this episode yet, which is fine. Let's just talk about the first half of the book of Boba Fett. What have you thought about, uh, thought about the storyline in general? Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on and then we'll talk a little bit about the characters but let's sure. just talk about the the story arc so far so i've never been a huge boba fett fan you know i i feel like you know obviously he was in the original trilogy and you know i think that he has a lot of fans but i was never like on this boba fett train so when they announced the series i was like, all right you know sure i'll take it um i think it is fine i'm fine with it um 
You're not loving it. Is no, I'm not loving it. It's okay. not, it doesn't, it hasn't hooked me in like the Mandalorian has. I feel that the Mandalorian, there was just, you know, they, they I feel they got some start with Baby Yoda, right? Right. Like, yeah. From episode one that yes, came out of nowhere. No one it, expected yeah. it. Yep. And everyone was like, what the fuck? The biggest secret that, ever in Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, besides Luke's father being Darth Vader. Right. And I think that the, for the Mandalorian, they just got us from the start. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. we want to understand um, the, uh, you know, where, where this, where this baby Yoda came from. Um, and yeah, actually the, I would say the Mandalorian kind of mythology was actually really interesting. You know, that, that, that was very compelling. And then also this developing relationship, as it were, between um, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda was really compelling. I think mm-hmm. they just really did a good job building the universe. We, you know, we didn't yeah. spend all our time on Tatooine. That's the other thing I have an issue with for Boba Fett. It's like, it's all Tatooine, which I'm fine with. But I feel Tatooine is very been there, done that. Like we've seen Tatooine a lot. Um, there was actually this article on, I think, IGN where it said Boba Fett or no, it said Star Wars has a Tatooine problem. And <laughs> it was interesting because it was basically like there's this massive universe out there and we have definitely visited a lot of places. But honestly, like 40 percent of the entire Star Wars universe is just our, is just Tatooine. If you think about it. Um, and. And I just feel that there's an, op- you know, there's a kind of missed opportunity to kind of explore places beyond just Tatooine. I don't love Tatooine. There's just a lot of desert. It's very boring as a setting to me. And I'm like, you know, at least for the Mandalorian, we got to see other places, you know, and then we back to Tatooine, fine. Um, but I'm kind of just like, it's just desert, desert all the time. And I don't really think, the thing is like, I, you know, in terms of Boba Fett, I don't know the name of the actor that plays him, but he's just not to me very. Tamara Morrison. He just, he's an old man that just, he doesn't really give me this threatening presence, like, you know, to be a crime lord. Like, I just, I'm not feeling it. He's like fighting like a Wookiee. Like Wookie. I'm kind of not believing that he's even, you know, at all, there's at all like capable of doing that. Um, it's just like, it's very unbelievable to me. Um, like, and yes, this whole thing where I was complaining to you, I was like, why is there no staff? Like finally in the most recent episode last from last week, Benick was like, we should hire people. I'm like, bitch, come on. Like you have money, you have resources. Like why is it you like four episodes to realize that you guys need people to run your criminal organization like i don't understand there's just like these like logic choices that i do not get um like it's just it's just like these things bother me and it's like these common sense things it's like i know he's like a bounty hunter they're used to working alone but surely common sense needs to kick in somewhere i mean they're survivalists so they must understand that oh look all these other people have all these people working for them and look they're they're kind people to come kill us. So maybe, oh yeah, we have all this money. So why don't we do something with it rather than just not just sit on it? You know, it's just like common sense. Like there are these things that just bug me um, where I'm kind of just like not, it's like it, it very much just, 
it brings me out of the story sometimes because they're put in yeah, these gonna... situations. And I'm like, this should not even be happening. Um, and then I'm glad we're past the flashbacks now. I know the flashbacks were important, but it just never felt very integrated into the story for me. It's just like, it's very, sometimes it was very destructive. I was fine the last episode where the whole thing was a flashback, fine. But it was like, for the most part, I'm not sure it really worked for me from a, just a storytelling standpoint. I realized that I've been going on for a little bit, but there we are. <laughs> I did warn our re- our listeners that uh, yeah. there would be a rant involved, and uh, you delivered nicely. I did, I did. I couldn't help it. You nicely delivered. You know, I, one of the things that I said to you about the book of Boba Fett, and so The Mandalorian is based on what, the Western, you know, uh, the lone cowboy Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. wondering, and you know, John Fav- John Favreau has written this entire. Well, so far he's written all five episodes. Um, he's not directed them, but he's written them, and he created this series. So, right. um, based upon what we know about the Mandalorian being a base of, uh, you know, coming from a, a base storyline of the the single co- the lone cowboy on a journey. Uh, I I said to you, I'm wondering, and I'm so I'm not. I've never actually never watched the Godfather or the trilo- any of the trilogy of the Godfather, but I'm wondering if this isn't sort of an Italian mafia based kind of the same way story where we're kind of seeing the prequel to the Godfather and Boba is going to become the Godfather of Tatooine or whatever of this criminal empire. And this is sort of his beginnings uh, where we're kind of learning. He's learning. He's come from another job, a bounty hunter. He's also Mm -hmm. been out of commission for an unclear amount of time. Right. Right. So very unclear. He was killed and killed in air quotes, uh, sent into the Sarlacc pit at the end, in the beginning of the return of the Jedi. And at some point he emerged he, he got himself out of that. And uh, so that's sort of his beginning, like the end of his bounty hunter and the his new life. So the Sarlacc sort of birthed this new Boba and he had to kind of redefine his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have his armor. So there's that. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, so there's that. I'm wondering if that, that's sort of the basis for this, this book, this whole uh storyline of book of boba fett my other thought is um you know i don't mind the tattooing i think that i'm actually really interested in the tuscan cultures so we we've seen uh you know we've seen the the tuscan culture that or the family or group that he is a part of which is very different than any other tuscan we've seen so we we know that there are some different groups of Tuscans. So I'm, that, I thought that was kind of fascinating. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Mas Aspa is a, you know, it's sort of like, it's not the hive of scum and villainy like, uh, like Mas Eisley is, but it's, uh, that's a reference from what uh, Obi-Wan says to Luke in um, Star Wars. Oh yeah, this is uh, that's a direct callback uh, that Moss Eisley is a a, a uh, something of den of uh, oh, wow. villainy it's or whatever. Uh, 
Um, so, uh, and to be careful. And so this is a very different Masaspa is sort of similar, but different. It's one of three cities on Tatooine. So I think we learned that in the, the Mandalorian. I don't remember. Um, see, these are details that I, yeah, these are details that you remember and I don't, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, it might get a little rote and I think that, um, I actually really did like the, the flashbacks. I thought that was an interesting way to tell the story and to fill us in on the background. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. It's like, I don't mind the nature of the flashbacks, but I don't think personally it, it was, I don't think it was integrated well. Okay. Well, I mean, he has these flashbacks during. They're important. No, they're important. They're no, important no, no, no. He has story. them during his time when he's in the back to tank healing. So, yeah, but it's like basically like, oh, he's in the back to tank now. Let's do a flashback. Like, I was like, all right, sure. Let's rip ourselves out of the main story. Fine. <laughs> well, I think, I think that we're still, you know, there. Yeah, it's a slow build. It's a different slow build than. The Mandalorian was there isn't sort of the I have nothing wrong with slow. No, 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 I know no, it's sure. um, but it's just different because we don't have sort of that um, like, yeah, we I, don't I, have the Grogu of uh, of the Book of Boba Fett. So uh, although we do get like we do get some like nice uh, nice Easter eggs like the baby the Rancor we get um, we get the twins so Jabba's twins that yeah are uh, cousins or whatever. So we do get some of that. We do get Kirstan, which is a huge call, uh, which is for me hugely exciting because it comes from the Doctor Afra comic. Oh, I don't know. Uh, about. Yeah, so there's there's this whole uh, Doctor Afra storyline and and life and and there, uh, there's a book out there about her now and uh, yeah, she she's huge. But one of the people she works with is. Black Kuristan, which is the 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 Wookiee character in this, so okay. which is um, which is really cool to see. So that sort of places that might actually be a hint that we might see some Doctor Afra at some point. I, I and don't know who that is again. You should check it out. It's it's really interesting. Um, it, it's a what? It's a book series. What? It's a comic. So she showed up in um, it's a, a Dar- the Darth Vader comic, and that's not happening. She's sort of, she's sort of, um, she's sort of like Indiana Jones, but of the Star Wars universe. She's, but she's oh. a little bit more on the. I was like, you mean like Han Solo? Like, isn't Han yeah. Solo the Indiana Jones of the Star Wars universe? No, he's not. No, she's the one that goes after like relics and things like that. So she's sort of literally like the Indiana Jones of, of the Star Wars universe. So. Yeah, I, I mean, so that brings some, you know, some of the comics into this. I don't know. I'm just really enjoying this. And, you know, uh, as as you said, Migna Wen is, what, 60 years old? And oh, she my looks, gosh, she's 58. She looks amazing. She looks so good. And yeah. she is very... She's she's very agile for a fifty eight year old. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, well, Michelle Yeoh is the same way, right? You know, no, Michelle Yeoh is I think, a goddess. I mean, I I love well, Michelle. Well, I Yeoh. think Michelle Yeoh is older. Hold on. Yeah, I think she is too. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I, I'm enjoying it. I, you oh, know, Michelle Yeoh, I mean, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is fifty nine, so they're oh, they're the same age. The same yeah. Age, um, so I, I'm enjoying it. I don't mind it. Uh, you know, I think the the uh. I like that we're building up the character, the the mythology of Boba Fett through these flashbacks. 
uh, and he's a different character than the movies. He's, um, you know, he's, I don't know. He's, he's literally switching careers is what he's doing, you know? So I think there's some learning curve here, which I, I'm able to forgive unlike you. Uh, but you know, you can't go from being a bounty hunter. I don't know that it's common sense for a bounty hunter. But he also kind of, but the thing is the the whole backstory is he also realized that he can find strength in community, right? Like that's what we discovered in the last episode. So come on, like he recruits Fennec because he real he wants to not do it alone. So hire more people. Don't just hire Fennec. Well, he I don't think he he so he saved her. He re, had her rebuilt. Right. She was indebted to him, but he did at some point uh, after they got the uh, slave one. We'll call it the slave one, not Boba Fett's starship. Uh, sure. We'll get uh, once they save that she did choose to stay with him he sort of did release her after she helped him get his ship back but he also realized that he couldn't do the job himself right like to get his ship back so but then he also tells her like he admits to her that you know his experience with the tuscans he said for he says it very pointedly kind of he you know he found strength in that community so if we're to carry that through in terms of a character story, then why just the two of them and the bot, you know, running this criminal empire? Dumb, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, I, yeah, you know, you are, uh, you're- I don't like incompetence. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, uh, you know, so we've seen, we've seen them steal Boba's ship back. Uh, we've seen them, uh, We've seen fight scenes with Kuristan. We've seen the Rancor come back. And then he walks everywhere. He does everything himself. He walks everywhere. I I can't. He's like, <laughs> he, he especially run the city by walking everywhere. And, and you, you <laughs> for context, you hate walking. So, but it's also, it, it slows down the pace. It's just like, he literally is walking everywhere. Yes. Um, and literally it's him and Fennec. And then fortunately, we have the two pig aliens helping out. Otherwise, just be the two of them. The Gamorians or the, yeah, the Gamorians, I think. And then uh, then he's recruited some teenagers. And some teenage bikers. Uh, so, on these very colorful bikes that have gotten a lot of attention. And uh, a lot of people feel that they seem very out of place in this. They're very out of place. And then also complain to you, he just recruits these bikers like on the spot. Doesn't With do no a background, background check. check. <laughs> yes. Doesn't do a background check. Doesn't like, you know, suss them out, figure out who these people are. Like, he just decides to basically trust these bikers. With I, his I honestly think that Boba should hire you. I think you should be Boba's uh, manager. But running, again, it's running common the joint. sense. And if you were to use the argument, oh, he's a bounty hunter, then he shouldn't trust anyone, right? But he wouldn't trust anyone if he's a loner then he should actually do background checks on everyone. You know what I mean? If we're trying to, if you're trying to like go with that philosophy, then if anything, he should be overly suspicious and not just hire anyone on the spot. So there is these character dumb decisions and inconsistencies that I'm not liking about Boba Fett, which is definitely drawing me out of the story sometimes. Okay. I'm not disliking it. It's fine. Um, but if I, I, also I think... Think- 
I think yeah, Boba is compared to Mandalorian, it's definitely not as good. Yeah, yeah, it's a different story than the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian sure. was a very consistent character. He had a very like consistent code, mm. and you saw him evolve over the course of two seasons. Like it made he was a you know I, I felt I really liked his character development, and it made a lot of sense. I just don't really know who Boba Fett is. Like, okay, you know. well, I think to some extent Boba Fett is lost. Uh, for lack of a better word, and is trying to figure out his way in the world, new world, having had the experiences he's had over the last, I don't know, however long this, the timeline is very uh, unclear. I don't know if it's like a couple years or what it is, however long it is, but I um, I did enjoy that he taught the Tuscans how to ride speeder bikes and that they took down the spice train. I thought that was really good. We do have the Pike syndicate coming in. Um, he did hold this meeting with the three groups of people who are Mm -hmm. running the each third of the city. And he does sort of convince them to hold out from the pikes. So that'll be, you know, we're sort of building up to that. Uh, The pikes are both from, you know, from a lot of the animated stuff from uh, some of the clone wars and, uh, Rebel and maybe not rebels, but Clone Wars for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that it, you know I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I you know I I actually trust John Favreau as a storyteller. I think he's got he's earned his way. I think he can you know I, he's he's earned my trust. I I can give it time to kind of develop and figure out where this story is going and and take us there you know and and i'm sure if we were going back in time and we watched the first season of mandalorian we would kind of be asking the same kind of questions like why why would this guy take on this this little kid why he's like he is following his integrity but he's also like he's breaking some of the rules um well but it was a very different story and it's a very different story so the the mandalorians also also have this very big you know, storyline, ten, tens of thousands of years. Like they, they're, they've been around as long as the Jedi have been around, maybe even longer, hard to say. But so they do have that longevity. You know, Boba Fett's in the Mandalorian's uniform, but he's not Mandalorian. He is a bounty hunter. And this is an underworld that we're learning at on this desert planet out in the middle of nowhere. So, um kind of on the edge of of the galaxy somewhere so anyway um i think that that gives a good rundown of where we what we're feeling about boba fett yeah so uh any final thoughts or are we good and we can move on yeah no i think we're good we can we can i I, and by the way i really enjoyed this week's episode with mandalorian so um okay it is uh it is very Mandalorian-ish. Okay. <laughs> like Got, it. Got it. Um, all right. So let's do something that we haven't done in a while, which is go down and visit dear our dear friend, Counselor Troy, and uh, do a little dishing with Deanna. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Come in. Hi. You got a minute? 
Well, Johnson, so I think at the top of the show, we we talked a little bit about the state of my life, but what is going on in yours? Um, Yeah, things are okay. I feel there's just a lot of um, adulting things happening right now that are kind of annoying. My washer dryer has been kind of broken for a few weeks. I've been trying to deal with that. Best Buy has come three times. I'm annoyed. I'm sending the whole thing back. This is still not resolved. No. Well, hopefully by next week it will be, but I don't know. Like Best Buy is coming to pick up this washer dryer that apparently has a defect. They finally figure it out. So they're coming to pick it up. I'm returning everything. And then I I couldn't replace it because supply chain issues. Best Buy has basically no washer dryers available. Like no washer dryer sets. Like I've considered every single brand that would fit in my closet. And literally it's either completely sold out or the wash is available and the dryer's not available, back ordered, or the dryer's available and the washer is back ordered. And everything's basically just shit. So I'm, I'm, I told that, so I have like, just take it all back. So they're taking it all back and I bought a new washer dryer set from PC Richards. Oh, I was going to suggest PC Richards. That's where we got our fridge from. Apparently everyone loves PC Richards. I was like, yeah. why have I never bought any appliances from PC Richards? And apparently they're a New York staple. I knew that they were New York staple, but everyone's like, don't buy the appliances from Best Buy, buy from PC Richards. I was like, no one has suggested this. <laughs> so now I'm like, all right, I'm going with PC Richards. So they're coming to install the washer next week so hopefully it works i just want it to be done but we will see so you got a stackable unit again and and they're both in stock and they're coming but it's the last washer of this i got lg like it's the last washer that they have i'm like if this is broken too then i'm going to brand so okay um so yeah so there we are so, yeah, it's just some adulting things. Like, I'm dealing with, like, there's bank stuff. Like, I'm, like, closing some accounts because I have too many, like, inactive accounts. It's just, like, random shit that I need to, like, check off. It's just kind of annoying. And I did go on two dates this past weekend. Um, as some of our listeners probably know, I tried going through a matchmaker. It didn't work out. I actually canceled my service at the end of December, but this matchmaker still sent along some proposed matches. One was in San Jose. I was like, sure. Just start talking to the guy. And then the other guy is in Manhattan on the east side. So due to my frantic schedule, I ended up scheduling two dates on Sunday, one Zoom date, and then I had to run to to get a to have a dinner date, <laughs> like run run. From oh my! Running down to... the street like Carrie after <laughs> the bus. Sure. So, yeah, it was it was fine. Both dates were fine. The guy from San Jose, I have more in common with, but like he's a gamer. He's kind of like this like fantasy nerd fantasy sci-fi nerd he doesn't watch star trek fortunately fail fail right but yeah the conversation was fine it wasn't it was it was fine i 
I don't know. I don't, neither of us communicated to each other, communicated with each other rather after. So I think we both probably felt the same. And then the dinner date, I was like, this guy's young. He's 30. He felt young to me, but I guess 10 years is not that crazy of a difference. I don't know. But the dinner date was actually good. Like we, we uh, had dinner for two hours. We, we were, there was a lot of conversation actually. It flowed very smoothly. And then, yeah, like afterwards, he he texted me. So I this is like sometimes I don't know how to like deal with these things. So afterwards, he texted me, and he was like, and he texted me like thirty minutes after we left each other, and he was like, yeah, it was like nice seeing you. Uh, definitely, and right after dinner, we had said, oh, we should meet up again or whatever. But I've said that on other dates and nothing has happened. But in any case, yeah. So he texted me. He was like, it was nice being you. You have a great personality. Definitely keep in touch. And then I was like, yeah, it was great meeting you too. Like I said, I'm interested in meeting up again. If you're up for it, just let me know. And then he's like, yeah, I'll let you know. It's always going to be a weekend, but we'll get back to you. So the, the the ball is in his court and that was Sunday and he hasn't communicated with me since then. So I don't know. Okay. I'm kind of just like, whatever. I, I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I don't even know if I want to follow up. It's like, whatever. So, so yeah. So well, I mean, uh, it's worth, maybe it's worth the effort of just trying to follow up uh, and, and putting yourself out there again, like you have been. I could. I mean, it. it's like kind of like, sure, <laughs> I guess. You're like, to what end? <laughs> yes. Well, just, you know, give it as as our, our friend Tony said, uh, who he's like, I shouldn't be giving he shouldn't be giving advice, but he, he's giving a lot of advice. He uh, said, uh, you know, you should give it more than one date. And yeah, uh, no, that's true. Um, I think that that is good advice. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, the first know, dates are very yeah. There's there's not much to go off of, and there's not much data, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll follow up again, but I kind of left it in his court, so I don't know. I if he's not particularly excited about it, then I'm not particularly excited about it either. Fair enough. So fair enough. But anyway, yes. So that's how the dating life is going. It's basically like there's some movement, but it's also kind of dead in the water. But not dead. It's kind of like comatose. So <laughs> that's the where we are. Patient is in coma. Right. Um, still breathing. So that's <laughs> where breathing. my dating life is. And Work has just been really crazy. So between like adulting and work and other things, I, I'm kind of just like I'm very. I feel very occupied. There's always things on the list to deal with. Mm, yeah, which I'm sure you feel similar. I do. Yeah, absolutely. There's always stuff to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, yeah. I'm just. Is I feel Dennis like... doing the dishes. What's happening? <laughs> oh, you can hear that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's actually doing the dishes tonight. So oh, okay. I did I did cook, but uh, he's 
he said he'd do the dishes. So, Aww. um, so that is the noise in the background because I am in the front part of the house without, which is sort of like an open space between here and right and the bedroom. Uh, so it's uh, it's an open layout for the most part, but. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, not a lot else. Work has been really, really busy. Um, so, you know, I feel like I get caught up on some things and then some new things pop up and it's just, you know, I'm trying to wrap up this other project and hopefully sign a contract for some services that will save us some money, which is good. Um, like your work. Uh, yeah. Save your work yeah, money. Yeah, work money, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. And then, uh, yeah, then, uh, obviously and, being and the dog, the dog <laughs> continues to grow. No, uh, as I was explaining to the neighbor, one of the neighbors tonight, no, um, unwarranted visits to the vet this month Good. Been nice. So he's eating his food and pooping regularly. All is good. We're in a very like just steady, um, steady time right now which i'll happily take so but he is growing he keeps growing <laughs> so, well you said you were cuddling with him this morning yeah yeah no he uh you know he i get up and um i let him into the living room uh where i'm sleeping on the couch and he jumps up on the on the couch and cuddles up with me so oh um so we get some cuddle time yeah it's nice um but usually he gets bored or uncomfortable and he'll move and then he'll get down. But he had this last couple of days, he really hasn't done that. So he's been like staying cuddling and I've been the one who's like, okay, we have to get up now. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that I want to, but uh, life demands that, uh, that I must get up and, and begin the day. So uh, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it um you know my niece celebrated her 10th birthday last night yesterday so oh yay um so i facetimed with her and the rest of the family and got to talk to all, everyone and i uh, miss them so yeah but i don't know when i will be up there to see them oh my nephews are in a play in march so we'll be going up for that Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and a, maybe it's a musical. And they had to do singing, so oh, uh, that's singing audition. So, so uh, they're doing a musical. I don't know the exact weekend yet. Um, so I hopefully we'll be going up to see them that weekend. Okay, uh, which will be good. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to in March, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's going to be low key and um, very low key until. I get back from New Orleans and then I'll be exhausted and probably sleep the entire weekend. Um, Basically, yeah, it's just, it's you know, uh, I get time. That's, yeah, that's our story. Yeah, it's just a very, yeah, it is a very adulting is is tiring. Just trying to. Uh, and navigating this pandemic and everything. No, it's definitely been totally, like I said, inconvenient for you guys in particular. It's been, it's been yeah, awful. the last month, a uh, little over a month has been uh extremely challenging so yes uh but here we are we're still here we're still kicking still have no choice but to continue living yes exactly so to continue adulting yeah that is uh pretty much everything that's uh going on 
on my end. Anything, any other updates or anything? I mean, nothing of import. I mean, <laughs> I think, yes. Everything is pretty uh, much. I feel yeah. other than like, just like random shit to deal with. It's, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah, there's uh, there's really nothing nothing more exciting. It's also been cold, you know, this winter. Actually, the, yeah, the temperature. I'm looking forward to spring. I am too. Yes. Uh, I'm. I think I said to you this, or yeah, to you this morning. I was like, I'm looking forward to a beach and warm weather, and where I can just disconnect again. Uh, and then I told our friend Tony he should have just stayed in Hawaii and bought a place so that we could come move there. Uh. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I he have... said after three and a half weeks, he ran out of money and had to come home. I know. <laughs> so, um, so sadness. Uh, but there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, need, that's need money a, to survive. Need money to survive. Must work. And yes. And being six hours off of New York time, which has got to be super difficult for a finance guy to, to deal with. So. Anyway, uh, so yeah, all right. So there's a little dishing with Dana, and let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, yeah, Fans, Fansets. Uh, Fansets is the premier sponsor of the pod of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. And if you head over to Fansets, there are so many pins I can't even begin to. Um, there are in, just in their new releases section, there are 275 pins. I mean, new releases could be over the last several months, but, uh, that's a lot of pins just from the new releases. Uh, but they have tons of pins from Star Trek, obviously, cause this is a Star Trek podcast, uh, to Scooby-Doo. They, they've added Rick and Morty. They've got DC comics. Uh, and uh, this month, they've released three new micro pins, uh, Lita, Weyoun, and Galt. So go and check those out. And uh, I actually don't know what's coming up for February 1st yet. So I'm always excited to see. That's actually next week. So we'll talk about the new releases for February next week. But uh, head on over to Fansets now. There's so many great pins to choose from. There are over 400 Star Trek pins alone. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if your order is over $30, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. So head on over to Fansets and check them out. There's so many great things to choose from. And we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor and the sponsor of the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. All right. You want to tell our listeners how they can connect with us and share their thoughts on Prodigy, the Picard or trailer, or Boba Fett. Or Boba Fett. Or the Gilded Age. Which we haven't talked about, or Euphoria, yes. Um, yes, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at DeepSpacePride, or you can email us at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. There we go. There we and, go. Uh, next week, we'll just continue talking about part one of the two-part finale, or mid-season finale of Prodigy. And who knows what else, what other news and excitement will be. We'll be able to talk maybe about your washer dryer and 
Oh my Maybe god. Maybe my freedom from uh isolation. No, I will still yeah, get isolated. That, but the washer dryer journey just needs to end. Oh, and next week is uh Lunar New Year. Yes, Lunar New Year slash Chinese New Year, February first. Um so that's coming up. And yeah. uh and we're having right. dinner. And we're having dinner, yes. Well, I mean, I feel that Asian food is necessitated. Yes, of course. Must. Yeah. So we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we I'm will. like trying to like keep in mind your dietary restrictions. So well, I mean, you know, I can eat Asian food. It's just I won't eat seafood. I understand. And no no spicy food either. Right. Um but anyway, yes, but we'll, figure we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll talk more about it in a future episode. But next week, we'll talk about Prodigy and, and who knows what else. Who knows what else? Um, cool. Oh, and uh, Raised by Wolves actually comes back uh, oh next God. week as well. First season was such a fucking mess. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like, I did not. I thought it started out strong and then I was like, where the fuck is this going? And then by the end, I was like, get me out of here. I mean, get me, get me off the planet. Yeah, um, it's uh, definitely very. Uh, it gets really. It gets too weird. It's too. Yeah. It's too odd. Um, but you know, it's still, still sci-fi, decent quality. We'll probably still watch it anyway, despite the complaining in the notes. You know? <laughs> so and the the uh, diatribes and the uh, soapboxes and all of that. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll catch you back here next week on Deep Space Bride. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.